This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3010 for Friday, the 14th of February 2020. Today's show is entitled FOSDEM First Impressions. It is hosted by Andrew Conway and is about 27 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Impressions from my first attendance at FOSDE Messier. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello Hacker Public Radio people, this is McNalu or Andrew here and what I want to give you are my impressions of FOSDEM and this is my first attendance at FOSDEM so I hope some of my uh, impressions are of interest to you and if you've not attended before, perhaps you might get some pointers from a relative uh, noob at FOSDEM. So uh, please excuse the background noise. Um, I was wandering amongst people in noisy rooms. I was out in the wind and the rain. Uh, I'm talking off the cuff, so uh, apologies if the audio quality isn't always as good as it could be. I'm actually speaking now in my own house after just having returned from Fosdem, and there'll be another bit at the end where I'll uh, recount my reflections uh, of Fosdem on my journey home. Okay, so I'll hand you over to me at Fosdem. Well, I'm here at Fosdem, and I'm going to just give you a little feel for what it might be like to come here because I've never been to FOSDEM before and this is the second day uh, of FOSDEM 2020 so I'm just going to record a few little snippets and then edit them together uh, and I try not to edit but the way this is going to work I'll just do a few throughout this second day of FOSDEM and I'll just tell you what it's like so it's a, a wet rainy day in Brussels Apparently that's common because FOSDEM is in uh, late January, early February every year. And, uh, yeah, it's not a nice day, I'll be honest. It's a pretty grim day. Uh, but I'm stood just outside the dis- one of the many locations where you'll find stands and displays at FOSDEM. And I'm here, of course, representing Hacker Public Radio. And inside at the moment are uh, Ken Fallon and uh, JWP, or John, um, and Benny is around as well. Marshall was here yesterday. Uh, and I'm sure there's other people I could mention that you'd know the names of. Pete Cannon has, uh, has been around. Uh, there's loads of people. 
Um, and that's the first thing I would say, is when you're here, it is actually overwhelming. It's immediately obvious that Fostown is many thousands of people. I've heard up to possibly 10,000 people, certainly in one room, the Mingan Lecture Theatre, I counted, I estimated, there was about 2,000 people in that room, uh, in, seated and standing. Um, in fact, the main problem with FOSDEM is that I can't get into many of the talks. Talks in the smaller rooms are often oversubscribed, and in the big rooms, uh, you can usually squeeze in at the back easily enough, even if it's busy. So that would be my first piece of advice, is you need to be able to get... If you want to go to one of the smaller talks in the smaller rooms, you have to get there and pitch up and get a seat well in advance of when you're, the talk you're interested is going to be. In fact, some people just get in there at the beginning of the first session and just stay there the whole time. Uh, that, for certain tracks, as they're called, you know, like there's one in Python that I attended yesterday. Uh, that one wasn't too busy. I could just drop in. But the one in retro computing, I just could not get in at all. You know, I don't know how you get in that one. I think you just have to, you know, just queue up the night before or something. Okay, I joke, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyway, I'm going to go in the hall now. So it gets a bit, gets a bit noisy. I'm just going to walk up and down and tell you what I see. So yeah. Well, there's quite a lot of people, um, a lot of people queuing to get in uh, stands. I'm stood at the Hacker Public Radio stand just now. And Ken and JWP are holding forth. Um, walk up the corridor. Uh, and, oh yeah, one curious thing is that a lot, a lot of display boards and vending machines are covered in brown paper. So we can attach... FOSDEM-related temporary posters uh, without having to disrupt anything else or tape stuff to walls and have paint pulled off. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty strange setup when you're not used to it. Um, people are, you know, it's a, one funny thing about it is that the people here all, to my mind, look a bit familiar. You know, I mean, some I do know. But what I mean is that you can tell almost at a glance when you're walking on Brussels outside of Fosdem which of these people are coming to Fosdem because they just kind of look like well, how do I put it they look like geeks they look like nerds they look a bit like me uh, um, yeah, you know sort of shuffling around looking a bit distracted thinking about hacking into something in their well, sorry hacking their code together or something like that yeah, so actually it's quite quiet now because I think the, the talks have all are mid-session uh, it gets busy in bursts as people come out of the talks um, and I've just come to the the volunteer bit of FOSDEM where you can volunteer to help out the other curious thing and I don't think this is usual at FOSDEM there's quite a lot of face masks this year uh, and I, I believe that's because of the coronavirus that's come out of Wuhan um, but when I say quite a lot I mean like one in a one in a hundred people here, which is still, when you count it up, when there's <laughs> maybe several thousand people here, it's still quite a lot. Yeah, okay, so that's uh, my first snippet done. Uh, I'll come back to this later on. So I'm now doing an important task in FOSDEM, actually in life too, I'm going off to find food. So I, I'm just outside the HPR stand, uh, well, the building where the HPR stand is, and I've just left Ken holding forth, convincing somebody to contribute to HPR. And uh, interestingly enough, Benny 
has run into a couple of students when he was a teacher a few years ago. A couple of his students, quite independently of him, have uh, ended up at f- and come to Fostem. And uh, one, they just went into the, the room opposite us, which is a very well-attended talk on TypeScript, which is a sort of uh, um, version of uh, JavaScript uh, produced by Microsoft, I think. Um, but you can go and listen to Benny's show, because uh, he's actually getting his former students to give a quick summary of the interesting talk they attended. So it's actually some of the youngest people that we've ever had in Hacker Public Radio. I, maybe we've had young hosts before, but I've never come across them in recent years. Um, so I'm headed... Oops, bottles being emptied. I'm nearing where the food is. So I'm walking up in the rain, uh, well wrapped up with my cap on, and ahead of me is a collection of interesting smelly trucks. Okay, so interesting smells coming from the, tr- the trucks, as they're called. They're, they're, I would call them vans, actually, food vans. And they're outside in this big lane in the middle of the university buildings here at Fosdem. And the queues are not too big at the moment, because I'm coming early. Also, uh, also... Uh, I've timed this as another good tip if you're coming to Fosdem next year um, don't try and go to get your food or coffee just after talks have ended say like on the hour wherever the, the time divisions of talks are because that's when you'll have to wait the longest queues so give it 10-15 minutes I've just I've just been told this by Ken to be honest but if I stopped to think about it it would have been obvious um, so I'm just going up uh, to see if I can find some a baguette uh, or something yeah, some, I had a wrap yesterday, that was very nice Oh gosh, there's hot dogs, there's pasta, there's pizza There's Belgian fries Because you know French fries aren't really from France Some American soldiers overheard Some people speaking French Making f- fries Chopped up thin strips of potato And so they assumed they were French fries But they weren't, they were Belgian uh, And actually Belgian fries Are just more like chips to me They're just They're, they're uh, not as thin as French fries that you would get, say, in McDonald's or elsewhere. Uh, anyway, so I'm just going to go and get my my food now. The queues are short, so um, I shall eat. In the last little bit that I did, I was going for lunch. Well, a very early lunch, because that's the other thing at Fosdem, eat early. Because if you go eat at lunchtime, then, well, you'll just find yourself in big queues. So I'm now going to get coffee, of course, coffee is quite important there's a number of places where you can get coffee but actually that, that, I don't want to bore you to death with me drinking coffee uh, and eating as important as those things may be what I'd like to uh, talk to you about now is how well organised FOSDEM is, now the first thing you'd notice is that there's quite a lot of people wandering about in orange shirts and actually different colours of shirts but orange shirts are probably most numerous and most noticeable now I'll give you an example on the first night I went to the gathering in the centre of Brussels at a place called the Delirium Cafe which is in fact a a bar, a pub Um, and I was greeted at the door by somebody in an orange shirt and I didn't realise what this meant but if I'd looked it would have said Fosdem on it but it was crowded with people so I didn't and then he stopped me from politely stopped me from going any further and going into the bar and said, what's your favourite software licence? Now, at first, I was like, what, what's this? And then I thought, oh, uh, it must be, yeah, it must be a question to, 
to check that I'm actually at Fosdem because maybe only Fosdem type people are allowed in there. Well, uh, I said GPO version 2, just not that that's my favourite, just because that's the one that, that came into my head first. And he looked at me a little bit suspiciously as if, well, maybe you should have said 3, but yeah, actually you could have said Windows user uh, end license agreement EULA thing, and that would have worked too because it's a software license. He was just checking uh, whether I was geeky enough to get into the FOSDEM event, which of course I am. Um, I was a little bit upset, you know, the way that you, you know, when you get I ask for ID when you first go to, to pubs and bars, I don't know if that happens in other countries, but it does in Britain. I certainly got chucked out to my first pub at the age of 15 because I was underage and I couldn't prove I was <laughs> 16 or over. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit on that, I said, do I not look geeky enough? But anyway, that's the kind of quite gentle, low-key, but highly efficient way that FOSDEM operates. Now these people, um, very pleasant they will try and they are quite strict in certain regards like for example if there's a sign on the room that says full then they won't let you in uh, they're quite strict about that the door is closed, it says full, that's that they won't let you in if you jabber too loudly at the doorway to a talk you'll probably also get politely told to move on um, I think they employ Dutch and German people for this duty mainly uh, they're very good at it I have to say um, because it just comes straight to the point, quite rightly, in every case that I've seen. Uh, so firm, but always fair. And it, as I say, quite gentle, actually. You know, very well organised. Um, I just walked past a queue of people going in for a talk, and so that they didn't block the corridor, they had a sort of taped-off uh, section, you know, like and there was poles and tape running along so that people could queue neatly round the corner in the corridor and not get in the way of people going to the stands. So, you know, it's, it's quite a lot of really well thought out organisation and they're all volunteers of course nobody's paid for this, it's all voluntary Um, So, and I think of course people attending will try to pick up their rubbish and obey the rules, the very very few rules that are set up yeah, I have to say, it's a very nice atmosphere So it's uh, it's now about one o'clock and once again, I've wandered out of the extremely noisy and busy area where the stands are, away from the HPR stand. Um, we had a major success. We had an HPR poster that was taped to the window on the inside, and it kept falling off. We tried to put it up three times, and then Benny, being a genius, taped it to the outside of the window so that when it unrolled, unrolled into the window, if you understand what I mean, so it would stop falling off and pulling, up, pulling the tape off the window. Uh, so that was a major success. But what I wanted to uh, talk about now, and I'm standing looking around me, is uh, I'm looking around me at all the peop- kind of people that attend FOSDEM. Now, the first thing you'd say as well is all kinds here. There's you know all kinds of people from different countries. Yeah, dominantly from I would say mainland uh, Europe. Uh, as in, uh, there's a few people from. Uh, from Britain um, but uh, I don't think I've met any other Scots yet like me uh, there was a guy in a kilt, he looked kind of Scottish but I didn't hear him actually speak um, but mainly a lot of French quite a lot of Dutch um, being spoken a bit of German uh, uh, there's quite a few Swiss uh, uh, that I've uh, encountered too uh, but there's quite a few, not many but certainly a number of them have come over from the United States uh, maybe especially for FOSDEM some though I think work in Europe anyway um, I like JWP for example, I've been in that category so 
I mean, I think the, 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 the most pleasant thing about it is is that it's pleasant. You know, these kind of people all have a similar sort of outlook. You know, they're all into free and open source software. They're generally quite friendly. Um, if you launch into a big spiel about something technical, uh, they generally quite like it. Not everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you know you, that kind of thing where you've, you're really into some script you've written in Python, say, and then you, you want to talk to... Uh, somebody about it and it only so happens as a friend or a family member in the vicinity and you start talking to them about it and they're just not interested at all well it's the exact opposite of that at Fosdem um, and just stood at the, the stand uh, the HPR stand today uh, I've had numerous conversations about all kinds of different topics uh, and and, and it's quite okay to start talking about the relative merits of XML and JSON and how you would parse it and you know whether that's a good way to interact with the uh, the, the feed on HPR uh, and the, you know, the, the pitfalls of RSS all of that kind of stuff you can just uh, talk about. Now one thing though I would um, I wouldn't say criticise, that's the wrong word but one thing that is extremely notable is, an extre- is the, the high male to female ratio here now for some reason it's not as bad today, Sunday as it was yesterday, Saturday now whether that's because I was in talks yesterday and I was self-selectingly going to talks that males liked, I don't know but it definitely seems like there's more female faces when I'm stood at the stand watching faces go by, I'm seeing well, I would say it's probably 10 to 1 male to female, which still sounds pretty high. It is high. Um, but it's very clear that the, the, the techie community here is male-dominated. Uh, so, I don't know. What, what do you do about that? Is there anything you can do about that? Well, I don't know. Uh, certainly, there's no... Not that I've seen, anyway. There's, there's no f- sense of not being welcome uh, whether you're female or not um, actually another strange thing I would observe is that there's quite a few people I've noticed where actually from a glance it's pretty hard to tell <laughs> which sex they are maybe it doesn't matter, it certainly doesn't bother me um, but uh, um, but yeah again it's, what I would say is that really you've got a real mix of people other than the, the gender side of things uh, and and somewhere where well it takes a while it's so many people it freaks me out a bit I'll be honest with you but once you sort of relax a bit and just get chatting people relax more in the Sunday I would think that's normal at conferences certainly true at Fosdem uh, then you can really strike up quite a few interesting conversations so this is the last segment of this my first impressions of my first Fosdem that I'm doing and it's now half past four on the Sunday so things have really really obviously started to wind down in fact I'm walking down the corridor and there's a guy asleep in a bench uh, so he's not just winding down but lying down um, yeah, the, the people here chatting feels quite relaxed I've been asked if I could give a quick summary of feedback uh, on the HPR table so this last segment is really going to be about that and I have to say, first thing, I found lots of friendly people. Very few, uh, I would say fewer than one in ten that I spoke to had heard of Hacker Public Radio before. And I lost track of how many people I spoke to today. Could be a hundred, 
I, I don't know. I, really do, I can't tell you. I've been repeating myself, and certainly between Ken and myself and Benny and uh, John, JWP, uh, I think we've spoken to several hundred people today. Uh, and all of them would have heard a bit about Harker Public Radio. And certainly every single person I spoke to thought it was a good idea. Maybe a couple of people were in a rush and didn't really want to hear about it. But <laughs> but that's very, very few. And as I say, they seem to be in a rush. And, you know, and that was uh, not any reflection Hacker Public Radio at all. But the vast majority of people, like maybe something like 90, 95, 99 out of 100 explicitly said, oh, that sounds quite good, I'd never heard of anything like that. On the back of that, a few said, oh, do you do video as well? And I said, well, no, <laughs> we don't. Um, another common question we got, and of course we're in Belgium, remember, and not far from France, is asked, we were asked about, can we, do it in, can we do a Hacker Public Radio episode in French? To which our answer was... Why not? You know, um, and of course that would be a problem for us if if we have a mainly English-speaking audience, or or maybe English as a second language, uh, to have other languages become too prominent. You know, I mean, I couldn't listen to that many of them, um, but I think it probably is worth thinking about if a French group did develop, for example, as a result of being here in Fosdem, and I know other people out there. I've mentioned this to Yannick in Telegram today. If somebody out there, we took on the odd uh, Hacker Public Radio show in French, uh, and we published that in the mainstream, and there weren't too many of them that our regular listeners weren't too bothered by it, um, that would be okay. But probably the better thing to do would be to create a... If somebody was willing to curate it, who was a native French speaker, we set up a parallel stream in, in French. Maybe there's not a full five days a week, maybe it's two days a week or something like that but I think the only way we could really do that is if as I say a native French speaker were to uh, or it doesn't need to be native does it it just needs to be somebody who who can speak French and reasonably conversant with how to to run the the website of things and uh, could talk communicate and get on well with uh, Ken Fallon and Dave Morris I would think at a minimum yeah it could be done uh, so other than that, yeah, just very, very positive. Just got a f- f- sort of warm, fuzzy glow. The, the old one person came up to me and said, "Hey, you're Scottish, aren't you?" And and turns out he, was, he, he likes Tux Jam and listens to me, Kevy and Dave doing Tux Jam. That was really nice. He sort of shook me by the hand and thanked me for for that. You know, I really, you know, really genuinely touched when that kind of thing happens. And a lot of people saying, "Hey, this sounds really cool. Keep up the good work." Um, about Hacker Public Radio and what. Well, my contribution is really rather small. It's, uh, I think, Ken and Dave, are the, the two stalwarts there. But I'll be honest, when you get thanked for work that is good, even if it's not my own work, it makes me more inclined to contribute more. So I think I will find ways to do more to help Ken uh, and Dave. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's a, a brief, but I think uh, representative summary of the comments that I've had. Um, throughout the day uh, been thoroughly enjoyable somewhat tiring but yeah but I don't mind well better go I see the guy that was fast asleep on his side is actually now woken up and is sitting up I wonder if he's had too much beer as well um, yeah close them so I'm back home now in the relative peace and quiet of my house and it was quite a long journey back um, I was uh, yeah my uh, Brussels to, to Glasgow is 
a fair distance after sort of going around the North Sea. Um, but it, it gave me quite a lot of time to uh, reflect on uh, the experience of being there. And it's quite interesting because what I did on the way back was I, I didn't feel like reading any of my books, but I felt compelled to go and read up about various things that I had discovered. Um, and, for example, when I was in the Eurostar train bag, I spent almost the whole time uh, on that reading about the history of Unix, Ken Thompson, um, and the space travel game, which I heard in, uh, well, it was a history of Unix talk, uh, and it was a generation gaps talk as well in the history track. Um, and also that caused me to jump off and bounce around the internet and, um, you know, I, yeah, filled in a few gaps. I've never quite understood the how Unix came about. Uh, um uh, and, and it was quite interesting for me to fill in those missing gaps in the history of computing, which has been very important in my life. So that was the first thing uh, I would say. Uh, the second thing I, I was reading about was Go, just because there was, I think, uh, Ken and I and uh, some others had bumped into this chap, I, f- I forget his name, I think Dead Program, I think was his handle, I forget his, his real name. And he started talking about Tiny Go, uh, which is a reduced version of Go. But some of the things he said about Go, and I didn't, Again, I didn't realise that it was... I'd never looked at Go before, the Go language. Um, and, and when he said it was based on C, but fixed many of the drawbacks of C, because C was, of course, invented back in the old days, um, I, uh, I thought, oh, I quite like the sound of Go. So I went and read about Go and went through the Go tutorials on my phone as I chugged along in the Eurostar on my way home. And then, of course, I discovered that Ken Thompson <laughs> was instrumental in creation of... Go. So I've, I now know a little bit, I mean, I can now do a little bit of Go programming, which I've never done before. So, you know, so again, Fosdem prompted me to do that. And the third little bit of reflection that I take away from it is that we're so used, well, I'm used to working with all this free and open source software. And you go to your package manager or whatever, and you just type, uh, you know, the command, uh, apt get uh, for many of you but for me it's a uh, slack package uh, is the command I use in slackware and you pull in your software and compile it whatever you do okay, most people don't compile it I, I'm on slackware obviously uh, so I do quite a bit but uh, the, but what I sort of forget in my head is this software doesn't just appear out of nowhere there's entire communities of people and in fact more than that in some cases there's individuals that dedicate a huge amount of time um, to producing their software and I think going to Fosdem actually seeing some of those people actually meeting the developers and seeing this human being stand in front of me some of them quite young you know, I mean, there was one case, I think Ken Fallon went off and interviewed a 15-year-old who'd done this kind of classroom uh, uh, management package thing. Uh, you know, I was really struck by how passionate some of these people were. Uh, I kind of, some in my head, thought many of the software packages were big teams of developers and, you know, older, more seasoned programmers. But, you know, it's a real... It's, it's, it's more vibrant than that, you know. Some of it is, um, is, is 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 just coming out now. It's being produced. There's a lot of churn. These old projects that look like they've got a massive team, actually are being carried by maybe just one enthusiastic individual at any given time. Um, yes, okay, many people contribute to it, but as somebody who's really owning it and loving it, 
and then, well, they grow up, they have kids, whatever, <laughs> somebody has to come along. And I've really got Fosdem, because it was so big, since there were so many different people there from so many of the projects that, that I use. I'm talking like LibreOffice, I'm talking like Nextcloud, uh, many smaller ones that I can mention too, but those are the two that I just st- stumbled upon when I was there. Really gave me a feel for this, for the human uh, investment that goes into the software that I use every day. So, yeah, that, that, I think of all the things that I've come away with, that's probably on my return. That's probably sitting at the front of my mind. So, uh, well, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, yeah, go to Fosdem. If you can, it's two days of, it's quite intense, it's quite busy. Um, I don't like crowds. I don't like lots of people. Uh, just, I like to sit in a quiet room by myself. But it's definitely, even with that, it's definitely worth doing. So, you know, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Hopefully I'll see you there next year in 2021. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.